Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, provided by Living Stream Ministry and featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. Witness Lee served the Lord faithfully for more than 70 years, culminating with his exhaustive commentary on the entire scriptures called Life Study of the Bible. Today, we're happy to bring you recorded excerpts from his ministry, along with some of our own considerations. At the end of the program, we'll give you the website where you can find more about the remarkable ministry of these two men. But for now, please enjoy today's program. Some of the most penetrating words in all of Scripture are found in the Old Testament prophet Haggai. They are penetrating because they have immediate relevance to every believer, and they touch us in some of the most carefully guarded places in our heart. Is it time for you yourselves to dwell in your paneled-up houses, he writes, while this house, God's house, lies waste? Consider your ways. You've sown much, but you bring in little. You eat, but there is no satisfaction. Haggai was a prophet raised up by the Lord to accompany his people on their return to Judah and Jerusalem following the 70 long years of captivity in Babylon. And when they returned, they faced the temple, God's house, in ruin and in desperate need of rebuilding. But they, like so many of us today, had become completely preoccupied and engrossed with their own needs and situations. And the result, as implied by Haggai's probing questions, was that despite all of their effort and dedication without God's hand of blessing in their lives, they and we will never be satisfied, regardless of how much material wealth or possessions we acquire. These are questions that must be asked again and again among God's people. Bob Danker has joined our fellowship today, and uh, Bob, marvelous to be back, and what a topic that uh, I get to return to, and I'm glad you're here to share this time. I'm also very glad to be here with you, Chris, and I also agree with you that what we are touching in this broadcast is very, very crucial to our Christian life, to our relationship with the Lord, and I would say even to our destiny as God's people. This is a great subject that we are dealing with today. It's a short uh, book, a very short life study. This is it. We have one message only on the life study of Haggai. But Bob, it seems to me, reading these passages, and we'll get into these verses that I just read a couple of excerpts from a minute ago. We'll get into these more. But they touch something so uh, appropriate because obviously the tide among the people of God at this time, at Haggai's time, was this preoccupation with their own needs. And it seems to me this is very much paralleled by the tide in the current religious world and in the current Christian world. You hear so much of the speaking, so much of the gospel presentation. It's all centered on what God can do for us. And yet we've all gone through these periods where we have sown much but bring in little. And there's a root cause that is related to that experience that really comes out in this portion, doesn't it? That's right, Chris. Actually, we all need to realize that God's blessing upon us really has a base. It depends on whether we care for his interests and his satisfaction. If we do not care for God's satisfaction, which really is related to the building of his house, the building of the church as the body of Christ, then it is impossible for us to have real satisfaction, and rest. Mm. This is a crucial matter. We need really to have the Lord's mercy to touch us and reach us and turn us 
from our concern for our own well-being and to begin to care for what is in God's heart, what is the goal of his eternal plan, and what will bring him satisfaction, because our satisfaction is wrapped up with his satisfaction. Yeah, that's good, because it's not that God is callous or um, insensitive to our needs and, and what we really need, but he's trying to refocus us or recalibrate us as to the context in which our needs and his get met. That's right. The real blessing of the Lord is when we are one with him. And we are co-laboring, I would say, co-working and even co-living together with him on this earth for the fulfillment of his purpose that he might be satisfied. And within his satisfaction, we find our satisfaction. Bob, let's show him when to sleep for our first portion. Uh, Just a little historical background here. We mentioned that Haggai was a prophet in the recovery era. He came back essentially at the same time as Zerubbabel, the governor, representing the kingship in Israel, and Joshua, the high priest. So we had uh, the priesthood, the kingship, and Haggai, and soon to be followed by Zechariah, brought forth the prophethood. So all of the components are being returned to uh, the land of Judah for God's house to be rebuilt properly, aren't they? That's right. These three things are, are needed for the building of God's house. All right. Here's Witness Lee with our first portion. Well... Haggai, I like this book from my youth. I just like it. Uh, you read this uh, book, you have to consider uh, the temple of God or the house of God. And that temple in the Old Testament was a type, firstly, of Christ. Yeah, Christ is the temple, the house of God individually. Then Christ got enlarged, right, to be the church. That is his body. So when we read this book, we should always consider it refers to us. Because Haggai talk about the type and today we are the reality. We are the fulfillment of the type. So this book is on the building of the house of Jehovah, the building of the church, in relation to Israel's welfare. Today, people like to talk about welfare. As a Christian, if you do want to uh, have the proper welfare, and you mean business, then you must take care of the church, the building of the church. And this is also in relation to uh, Christ as Messiah, his coming. Three things here, the building of the house of God, God's people's welfare, and Christ coming back. Then, have you noticed the name Haggai in Hebrew means my feast, or the feast of Jehovah. Very good. And today, it's really meaningful. To feast, that is the real worship. Not to work, just to enjoy. Enjoy what? To enjoy Christ before God and with God. Not only we enjoy Christ, also God enjoys Christ. And we enjoy Christ in God, and God enjoys Christ in us. A kind of mutual enjoyment of Christ. The real worship 
we render to God is our enjoyment of Christ before God and with God. So this is a faith and enjoyment. Bob, I think he said it so well, it would do us well just to focus on these three things that he kind of brought us to as the central items in the book of Haggai. Number one, the building of God's house, the welfare of God's people, and the Lord's or Messiah's coming back. They're very closely related, aren't they? They really are, Chris. If we look at the Bible as a whole, God's purpose and God's plan is altogether dependent on the incarnation of Christ, God becoming a man through Christ's incarnation. In order for this to take place, God needed a people, a called out and separated, sanctified people. And he had to bring that people into a land, which in the Old Testament was the land of Canaan. And through that people, build up a dwelling place for himself, a house which, of course, was the temple in the Old Testament time. These things were required, a people, Mm -hmm. a land, Mm -hmm. and a house, and then a kingdom. God needed a kingdom on the earth. So with these items gained by God, then God would have the ground to bring himself into humanity through incarnation. So when the people of Israel were carried away into captivity, then all of these things were lost. The people were scattered The land was desolated, the house of God was torn down and destroyed, and the kingdom of God was also destroyed. God had nothing on the earth. So the recovery was needed. God needed to bring a remnant of his people back to the good land. And through that remnant, he had to rebuild his house in that good land so that the groundwork could be laid for the eventual incarnation of Christ, which we all know was the initiation of God's move in the New Testament age, was Christ's incarnation. Now, today, God wants to bring Christ to the earth a second time, Right. this time with the millennial kingdom, the 1,000-year kingdom. How can Christ return? We all have to realize that Christ's coming back is not dependent mainly on the outward world situation, the relationship among the nations of the world. It is dependent primarily on the building up of the church as the house of God, the body of Christ, by the believers today. So today, the thing that we have to care about the most is not our welfare or our well-being as Christians, but we have to take care of the church and the building up of the church, which are absolutely needed for the Lord's second coming. So we can see that in the beginning of the New Testament, the first coming of Christ depended upon the rebuilding of the temple in the days of Zerubbabel and Joshua. And now here we are in the New Testament age, we must realize that the Lord's second coming depends on our cooperating with God and with working together in oneness to build up the church as God's spiritual house in this age. I like um, the fact that you mentioned, because it becomes so often the focus in a lot of our Christian talk and dialogue or fellowship, one with another, we talk about the Lord's return, and we think it's related to, directly, these world events that we're all waiting to happen. But in fact, it dawned on me some time ago that the world situation could be adjusted so easily by the divine hand 
to have everything line up, that that is not the problem. The problem is what's behind the scene, what's in the hidden realm. Exactly. And that is this building up of God's house, just as it was the first time. God had to have that before he came the first time. He still needs that today, the spiritual reality of the building up of his house before he can come again. That's absolutely true, Chris. And then if the house were built up, Bob, the church were built up, wouldn't it be so easy for the Lord just to uh, tinker here and twist here and boom, all the pieces would fall into place? Absolutely right. Let's continue, Bob, and look at a couple of verses here a little later in chapter 1 that touch some of the things we mentioned a moment ago in our opening. Then the word of Jehovah came through Haggai the prophet saying, Is it time for you yourselves to dwell in your paneled-up houses while this house lies waste? Now, therefore, thus says Jehovah of hosts, consider your ways. You have sown much, but you bring in little. You eat, but there's no satisfaction. You drink, but there's no being filled with drink. You dress yourselves, but there is no warmth in doing so. And he who earns wages earns wages to put them into a bag with holes." Bob, we have all experienced this, haven't we? Yes, I would say we have. And uh, this Old Testament, this obscure minor prophet, they call him Haggai, put his finger right on it. The passage continues and finishes, Thus says Jehovah of hosts, Consider your ways. Go up to the mountain and bring wood and build the house, and I will take pleasure in it and will be glorified, says Jehovah. All right, here's Witness Lee once more. Okay, uh... Jehovah's question, is it time for you to dwell in your paneled up houses? Well, my house lies waste. You have taken care of your house. Then how about my house? Do I need to build by myself? Right? I like to speak a little. You eat, but there's no satisfaction. This is true. If our heart is not on God's interest, taking care of God's house. I tell you, regardless what we eat, regardless how much we eat, there's no satisfaction. We all can prove this. And sometimes we don't have good thing to eat. And we don't have much to eat, yet we are in the enjoyment of the building up of God's house, the church. My, what can satisfaction, right? I believe what he said was real physically, but in typology, it is real to us, spiritually. You may be rich, you earn a lot of money, you eat well, you lodge well, right? you drink well, just there's no satisfaction, there's no enjoyment. Because of what? Because of your neglecting of the church. The most interesting thing is this, you earn wages and you put them into a bag with holes. Then this sentence, you ran, you ran to your own house. You see, Haggai use the verb run. Run means what? Busy. You are very busy. Oh, sorry, sorry, no time, no time, I'm busy. That is running. No time to serve the Lord. Have you prayed? No. Why? No time. Save some time for the Lord Jesus. How many sinners are waiting for your visitation? Think about it. So we have to take care of 
God's house. To save sinners is not a council winning. To save sinners, that is to get the material, go to the mountain and get material for the building of God's house. Bob quite penetrating and exposing his way of sort of presenting these simple, clear words of Haggai. I also appreciated at the end how he refocused our thought, our concept of what it is to lead someone to the Lord, to uh, so-called win a soul or save a soul. This is another way of viewing that, isn't it, altogether? It really is. Here in uh, Haggai, the Lord charged the children of Israel to go up to the mountain and bring wood and build the house. Well, in the Old Testament, God's house was physical, and it was built with physical materials. But we know that in the New Testament, God's house is spiritual. And the materials for the building of God's house, they are persons who have been gained by the Lord through the preaching of the gospel and who have received Christ into them. Now, as those who have received Christ, they are under God's building work. God is building his house by making his home in their hearts. So for us to engage in the work of building the house of God, we need to go forth and to contact the sinners with the gospel to help them to believe in the Lord. And then after they believe, we have to feed them, nourish them so that they can grow in Christ. And uh, we need to help them to live a proper church life in the oneness of the body of Christ, so that all together we can be built up to be God's house, the church on this earth. And unless we are engaged in this kind of labor with the Lord, using our time, our strength, our finances, everything, for God's interests, it doesn't matter how much we take care of our own affairs— This is not to say that our affairs are not legitimate. Of course, we have to care for our families. All of this is legitimate. But if we take care only of our own things and we do not use our time for God's interests, we will find that we will not find satisfaction in anything that we do. Wow. Uh, That portion, putting our uh, wages into the bag, and the bag, it turns out, we don't realize when we're stuffing things in there. But it turns out later when we go back to, you know, find what we put in there, we realize, wait a minute, this bag's got holes in it. Things have been running out as fast as I've been putting them in. That is an experience I think that is common to probably all mankind, but specifically to nearly all believers. And uh, it's because the divine hand has been poking holes in that bag, isn't it, Bob? That's right, Chris. We think that only the unbelievers can be dissatisfied because they don't have Christ. But even if we have Christ, if we are not taking care of God's interest, which is mainly the building up of the church as God's spiritual house on the earth, we will find that our bag has holes in it, as you said, and we will not be able to find fullness and satisfaction. Well, Haggai exposes the people. He speaks this very penetrating, strong word. But our final segment today is the people's response, and it ends on a very positive note. Let's look at some of these uh, expressions that show us how the people took this word and responded. And Zerubbabel and Joshua, the high priest, and all the remnant of the people listened to the voice of Jehovah their God and to the words of Haggai the prophet, as Jehovah their God had sent him. 
and the people were in fear before Jehovah. Then Haggai, Jehovah's messenger, spoke in Jehovah's message to the people, saying, I am with you, declares Jehovah. And Jehovah stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel, the governor of Judah, and the spirit of Joshua, the high priest, and the spirit of all the remnant of the people. And they came and did work in the house of Jehovah of hosts, their God. Marvelous. Marvelous. (laughs) (laughs) We need to have exactly the same response, don't we? Exactly, Chris. All right, here's our final segment. Then the people's response. This time it is marvelous to this folks. Right? Zerubbabel, the governor, and Joshua, the high priest, and all the remnant of the people listened to the voice of Jehovah their God and to the words of Haggai the prophet, and the people were in fear before Jehovah. Then Haggai, Jehovah's messenger, encouraged the people with Jehovah's declaration, I am with you. When I am with you, you have the rain, you have the dew, you don't have the drought. When I am with you, everything's okay. If I'm absent from you, everything with you is not okay. There's no welfare, right? Jehovah stir up the spirit, I like this, the spirit of Zerubbabel, the spirit of Joshua, the spirit of all the right men of people, and they came and did work in the house of Jehovah, of hosts, their God. This is a wonderful response. If I go to your home, I see your home is so clean, so much in order, everything beautiful, everything marvelous, everything up to standard. Yet, for half a year, you never go out to visit any sinner. I will cry for you. I will weep. Believe me. Surely we all like to see all the saints would be occupied by Jesus in preaching the gospel, in feeding the young ones, in taking care of others, this and that, all the time. You have to do it for the Lord Jesus' sake. Bob Wheelia live in Southern California, probably on all the earth, maybe the capital for um, taking care of your house. It's very easy here to get caught up in this kind of uh, occupation, isn't it? Even though our heart is inclined to be for the Lord and with the Lord. But we have to take heed to these words. That's right. The first thing that the people of Israel did is they listened to the voice of Jehovah. In other words, the word of God, which came to them through Haggai, didn't fall on deaf ears. They responded to the word. And it says they were in fear before the Lord. Their heart was trembling. They were not haughty, proud, you know, defiant, and so forth. They were humbled by God's word. And this is what we need. We need to be humbled by this word and be in fear before the Lord. Then God came in to encourage them, saying to them, I am with you. I am with you. If we have God with us, we can accomplish God's purpose, and we know that we will have everything we need for his satisfaction and for ours. Then God also came in to stir up the spirit of the people. And this is a crucial experience we all need to have. We all need to have our spirit stirred up by the Lord to rise up and to go up to build up the house of God, to put our hand to the work, Yeah. which as Brother Lee spoke to us, he said, we need to go out and contact the sinners 
with the gospel and bring them to the Lord, bring them into the church life, feed them, nourish them, care for them, and care for all the saints so that we can be built up together to be God's spiritual house. This is a great response of the people of Israel, and we need the same response today. Not a great doctrine, not a high revelation so much in this book, just very simple words with a clear message that all God's people can relate to. been marvelous to be able to fellowship these points uh, with you, Bob, and it's been uh, good before the Lord to reconsider these things and to let him speak and shine within. We all need the Lord to speak these very words to us and to give us this kind of response. If you'd like to contact us, and by the way, this life study is included in the volume devoted to the Minor Prophets. And if you'd like to find out about that, our toll-free number, 1-888-LIFE-STUDY, 888-543-3788. And for Bob Danker, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening today. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, produced by Living Stream Ministry. Living Stream Ministry is dedicated to the works of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two co-laborers with the Lord in China during the first half of the 20th century. After World War II, Watchman Nee sent Witness Lee to carry out this ministry in Taiwan. Later, the Lord led him to the United States and eventually to the rest of the world before he went to be with the Lord in 1997. Living Stream Ministry now has hundreds of titles by Watchman Nee and Witness Lee available in English, plus many in more than 50 other languages. To find out more about Living Stream and all that we offer, visit our website, lsm.org. You can also reach us toll-free at 1-888-543-3788 or email us, radio at lsm.org. Thanks for listening.